Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, While it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. I spent a good part of my young life playing organized football. And no matter if the team was a bunch of eight-year-olds or if it was varsity high school football, the goal was always the same, to win the next game. And to do that, we had to prepare. We had to persist. We had to put what we learned into practice. To have any chance of winning the game each week, we had to have days of consistent hard work. We couldn't just take the week off, show up for the game, and expect to have any chance of winning. And that model of persistence and careful preparation doesn't just apply to football. It applies to anything we do as a group of humans. You recognize this pattern if you're part of a dramatic production or part of a band or working in any company. The readings today emphasize those three keys to success in our spiritual life. First, preparation. Second, persistence. And third, practice. So first, preparation. In order to be really good at something, it helps to be coached and prepared. And the second reading, the second reading is exactly that. St. Paul is coaching the young leader, Timothy, as he leads the church of Ephesus. And what does he emphasize for preparation? Holy Scripture. St. Paul tells us that the Bible is useful for teaching, refutation, correction, training, and that it can give us wisdom for salvation. We have to ask ourselves, how do I treat sacred scripture? How often do I read scripture outside of Mass? Now you might ask, is it really important to do that? So let me answer that with a question. If God wrote you a letter, would you read it? St. Gregory the Great tells us that sacred scripture is a letter from Almighty God to his creatures. St. Paul told us today that scripture is inspired by God. The Greek word for inspired means God breathed. Imagine that for a second. When the words of the Bible are read out loud, people speak the words, but the breath comes from God. 
If these are words that come from God's breath, every word has deep meaning, and we should pay really close attention to that. St. Jerome is quoted as saying, read the divine scripture very often, or to put it better, never let sacred reading matter out of your hands. When I read that as I prepared for this homily, I wondered something. How often do I have sacred reading matter in my hands? I have my phone in my hands all the time. What is my phone screen time compared to my Bible screen time? I don't know about you, but I'd bet I'm on a phone 10 times the amount of time I'm looking at the pages of a Bible. How can we expect to get much out of the Bible readings at Mass if we don't spend time with the Bible on our own? When I prepare for homily, my Bible study is mind-blowing awesome. There's so much there. So why don't I spend more time doing that? Imagine if all of us walked around with the Bible. My daughter gave me a small travel Bible, and I'm going to carry that around and see how that goes for a while. What if when we waited in line, we didn't check our phones to look at email or to check our social media? What if we opened our Bible and picked up where we left off a little while ago? That would be preparation. So second, as we prepare, we must also be persistent in our practices of faith. St. Paul wraps up the second reading today by saying, be persistent whether it is convenient or inconvenient. And that's the point of the gospel today. A woman with no social, political, or financial power has been wronged. But justice isn't given to her because the judge is lazy and corrupt. She gets what's right from confident and persevering requests to the judge. Do the words confident and persevering describe our approach to prayer? If our only spiritual life is mass once a week, that's not enough to say we're persistent. One hour a week is 0.6% of the time. That is not persevering. And we cannot come to Mass relying completely on that 0.6% to spiritually rejuvenate us without a significant connection to God all week. We need to be connected to God the entire week. Like I said about football, I can't show up to the game and expect to win if I haven't been working hard in preparation. When you come to Mass as your only spiritual activity, that lessens what you get from it. You'll start to say things like, homilies are terrible, or I don't get anything out of Mass, or Mass is boring, or I don't believe the Eucharist is really Jesus. If you have any of those feelings, what are you doing to change them? Don't just complain about Mass. Instead, Involve yourself in devotional prayer during the week. In addition to reading scripture, find other devotions that inspire you. The Mass is a liturgical prayer, and that means it has a structure that we all follow in unity as a prayer format revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. The structure of devotional prayer, on the other hand, is completely up to you. If you want ideas for personal devotional prayer, I would suggest that you look up the document titled, Directory on Popular Piety and the Liturgy. It has so many ideas. It goes through all the celebrations of the church year, and it tells you ways you can enjoy them prayerfully. It lists ways to honor the saints, which is one of my favorites. It discusses ways shrines and pilgrimages could add to your faith. 
Think about all the things you can do to build your relationship with God. You could visit Jesus in the Adoration Chapel, pray the rosary and meditate on the events of Jesus' life, walk the stations of the cross around our church walls. Families, this is especially important for you. What traditions do you have related to your faith? Make some traditions fun in your family. Halloween is coming up, and I know a lot of the kids will dress up as characters or skeletons or whatever. The following day is All Saints Day, and I promise you, kids would love a bonus costume day. Dress them up as a saint and tell them a story about that person, and then bring them to the All Saints Day Festival here at St. Anthony. My family and I used to play a game we made up that we called Saintagories, and it's a lot like Scategories if you've ever played that. We would set a timer for a minute or two, and before time was up, we had to list 10 saint names. At the end of the time, we compared our lists. Any name that was not on another person's list counted as a point. So try some fun things like that. The persistence of these practices will build your faith, it will bring joy to your relationship with God, and it will prepare you for Mass. So third, we prepare with Scripture and we persist in prayer during the week by devotional activities. Those are never a replacement for what should be the high spiritual practice of our week, the Mass. From the Second Vatican Council, we hear this explanation of the importance of Mass and other liturgy. Every liturgical celebration is a sacred action surpassing all others. No other action of the church can equal its efficacy by the same title and to the same degree. In other words, Mass is important. When you arrive, are you ready to put your weekly preparation into practice? We see a prefigurement of the Mass in today's first reading. Let's look at that and make some observations. Moses was on top of a hill. He had his arms spread wide with one person on either side of him, and through his action, the evil Amalekites were defeated. Does that sound familiar at all? Jesus on a hill, his arms spread wide, one person on each side, and through his action, evil is defeated. And that's what we do at Mass. We see the Last Supper, the crucifixion, and the resurrection unfold in front of us. Jesus has allowed us to participate in that event for all of eternity. We begin Mass with the liturgy of the Word. We hear the God-breathed instruction from Scripture. When we say at the end of the readings, thanks be to God, are we truly thankful that we've heard those words from Him? And then we move into the liturgy of the Eucharist. And that includes the Eucharistic prayer. And that's the long prayer the priest says while everybody kneels. Sometimes that can seem slow and maybe even boring, but we have to realize what's happening. When Father Jesse does that in a few minutes, he's conversing with God and we get to witness it. If Oprah interviewed Prince William and Kate, I'd bet the ratings would skyrocket. Or would you sit through 17 boring and scoreless innings to see if the Astros won? I did. The Eucharistic prayer is so much bigger. 
Father speaks to God, and in response, God transforms the bread and the wine into his very flesh and blood, and then we consume it. We participate in the Last Supper. We witness the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. We do that with all of the church, everybody here, but also everybody worldwide. That's why liturgical prayer is so much more structured. We participate in a unified celebration where we all come together with one purpose, to worship our God. We're not primarily here for the homily or the fellowship or to walk out with our spiritual ticket for the week. Those benefits come from our weekly preparation. Let's make Mass every week, not one where we come to get something out of it. Let's make it a place where we put our heartfelt prayer into it. So everybody, all of this is so much more important than any football game or concert or business project. St. Paul reminded us that Jesus is coming to judge us. Are we preparing? Are we persisting? Are we practicing? So let's make our challenge for this week to prepare by reading scripture during the week. Maybe even walk around with a Bible. Persist with a devotional practice during the week. And put that into practice at Mass next week by bringing those spiritual benefits back to the community as you join in the deep liturgical prayer of the Mass as we worship our God together. St. Anthony of Padua.